Welcome to Streams of Progress, where we bring you weekly conversations with many of the UAE's prominent leaders and thinkers. Each of our guests are actively contributing to the vitality of the UAE community and economy. Our goal in the podcast is to inspire you to drive progress in your professional and personal life. Hey everyone, this is Manrod. We were recently at the 2020 STEP conference where we had the chance to sit down with various speakers who shared interesting insights into future trends and the MENA startup ecosystem as a whole. The following mini episode is one of those conversations. We hope you enjoy hearing the insights they shared with us. So let's jump right into it. I'm Robert Scoville. I'm Chief Strategy Officer at Infinite Retina. And what does Infinite Retina do? We do consulting and research and strategy for big companies about spatial computing. Spatial computing is computing that uh, humans, robots, or virtual beings move through, like augmented reality or virtual reality. So you said spatial computing. Is that the same as augmented reality, virtual reality, mixed reality? What's the difference? I like it better as a tent that includes robots and autonomous cars and uh, augmented reality as well. Any computing that a human or a robot moves around in, and that's the new kind of computing. The reason that, you know, uh, yeah, mixed reality or uh, virtual reality or augmented reality is the purest form of it, but the sensor that makes that happen or the AI chip that makes it happen isn't XR. It's not part of reality, right? So I like thinking of it as spatial computing because it's a bigger tent that holds all the technologies that are evolving to bring us a new user interface, new user experience. And currently, do you see this as a consumer technology, enterprise technology? Where do you think we are today? Today, I don't see a single person at Steph wearing a spatial computing glass. Um, there might have been one somewhere, you know, a HoloLens here or there, but I didn't see very many people wearing that kind of thing. So in early 2020, as we start the 2020s, it's uh, something that you would probably experience in a business, like a surgeon would wear it, uh, a fighter jet pilot wears it, Right. Um, a factory worker might get trained in it, um, that kind of thing. Virtual reality is starting to go consumer right now. I mean, I, but we don't see people wearing that at, at a conference, yeah. right? So, but I, I bet if I asked a thousand people here, only a few percentage have a you know, an Oculus Quest or a, a HTC Vive or something like that, right? Yeah. So, do you think with uh, you know Qualcomm's newest chipset and potentially Apple getting into this space. Do you think that will be, let's say, the convergence point or the, the catalyst yeah. moment where we start seeing it more in a consumer setting? Well, the, the reason it's not consumer yet and why I'm not, I'm not even wearing one, right? The screens that display these virtual things on top of the world aren't sharp enough to read text. So I can't really work in it because a lot of my work is text, right? Reading Twitter, reading email, going on Facebook. If you can't do that, it's hard to use it for a whole lot of things, even uh, in a corporate context, reading blueprints and reading uh, you know, uh, instruction manuals. You have to be able to read text. And the optics are not there yet. I'm seeing them coming out of R&D labs right now so that are text, that you can read text. So that's one thing. The weight 
of the device. Uh, a HoloLens is more than a pound heavy. And yeah, they made it more comfortable with version two, but it still is a pound on your head. It's like a helmet. And that means you can use it for an hour or two before your neck starts getting, you know, tired. And you're, you're just not very comfortable with it. It's hot. It, it, it's on your face like a helmet. And so you're not going to wear that at a shopping mall or, uh, you know, while skiing at the ski resort here, something like that, right? And I'm seeing devices that are starting to attack the weight issue. Um, Focals by North is a good example of that, but Focals by North doesn't have enough compute or the screens to do the stuff that the HoloLens does. So, but at least we have it, and it's showing that the form factor is coming along and that computers are starting to shrink to the place where you can put them in lightweight, small glasses. Nreal has a uh, design from China that's fairly lightweight and fairly small, looks like a standard set of glasses, sort of like a standard set of glasses. So that's one problem. And then the expense is the other one. The HoloLens is $3,500. A Magic Leap is $2,500. And they're still fairly underpowered, and they don't have a lot of content. They don't have a lot of use cases yet. So it's too expensive for the utility that you get. And so that all of that is holding back the consumer. I see all of those problems being really worked on hard over the next two years. So two years from now, I bet the story is completely different, that we're starting to see people wear these smart glasses, smart eyewear, that we're starting to see uh, a lot more adoption of virtual reality because the headset started shrinking and the, and the optics started getting sharper and the price came down, right? And then four years from now, this is almost a solved problem. So... So it's coming. It's around the corner. It's almost. around the corner. The big companies have strategy books to, to prepare for this. Facebook's, I, I have friends who work at Facebook, and they've seen the, the strategy documents. And it's a pretty crazy feature that they lay out in four years where you're going to be playing all sorts of games in these glasses with friends, right? So I could call into this interview and be talking with you and playing blackjack or playing bowling or frisbee on the lawn here or something like that right so we're gonna we're gonna get a lot of new things in the next four years and the big companies are planning for it and that and that's sort of what my speech was it's like hey even if you think you're not going to be doing this stuff you're going to be affected by it over the next four years and you're going to get glasses from apple or facebook or somebody um, and the the business is going to start changing because of the data flows that these businesses are collecting so I talked about a couple things here. Yeah. There was also something else you talked about, which yeah. I really like the phrase you used. You said exponential learning engine. Yeah. For, for our listeners who obviously didn't get a chance to yeah. see that talk. What is that? What, what does that phrase mean? I see the AI systems that are being built as exponential learning systems. And I give an example of uh, a friend who died in high school by r- running across the street in front of the high school when, in the early 80s. And the next year, a uh, stoplight got put in, which fixed the problem, right, of kids getting hit, uh, trying to run across a busy road in the middle of the night. Um, but that was linear. It didn't, it didn't improve anybody's life in Dubai or Paris or Mumbai or Shanghai, right? Nobody got any advantage of that. $300,000 spent to put a stoplight in. It's a very isolated solution. Right. 
And now, if you look at a Tesla, right? Uh, Tesla, two years ago, um, contributed to an Apple engineer's death because he was uh, using autopilot, this autonomous uh, technology that Tesla's developing. And he was distracted and watching something on his phone or something like that. And he didn't notice that the car made a mistake and pulled him in and was pulling him into a barrier at 70 miles an hour and killed him. But they retrained the AI on the lanes, on the, on the off-ramps. And now every car in the, the world does off-ramps better than two years ago, right? So it's an exponential increase in capabilities for the world. And we see lots of examples. I talked about my oven. You know, I have a June oven, which has a camera in the top of it and an NVIDIA card in the side of it. And you're like, why does an, why does an oven need a gaming uh, computer in it, right? Well, it's doing artificial intelligence. And so it takes a picture of, let's say you put bread in the oven. Says, oh, you have bread, we toast in there, we're gonna cook it for two minutes. And then you put salmon in there and go, oh, piece of salmon's in here, we're gonna cook that for 12 minutes. And you put some corn in there, oh, corn's in here, we'll cook that for this, right? And that oven is also an exponential learning system because if somebody like you have one and you train it to do something new, well, my oven gets new capabilities, the whole fleet of ovens gets capability, new capability, and it improves over time. The, both the Tesla car and the June oven get better after you buy it, and that's the first time in history that I can remember a product getting better after I buy it. I mean, these microphones, they don't get better after yeah. we bought it. It stays the same, right? Um, and most of the things in my life, you buy them and they stay the same. And they, in fact, they probably get worse because they wear out, right? Not so with a Tesla, it gets better. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> so companies and products are gonna build these exponential learning systems that are gonna make products better over time. With spatial computing, which industries do you see in the next, let's say, five years? Maybe disrupted, but even if not disrupted. I'd say radically both. changed. Radically changed, yeah. Um, which means disrupted, but. <laughs> You know, disrupted has a tinge of exactly. somebody's going to get laid off, which probably will happen. Seven industries are in our book. Um, fintech, retail, manufacturing, transportation, um, education, entertainment, and there's healthcare. probably one. Healthcare, yeah. There's seven of them. Yeah. And so you can pick any one, and I can talk for an hour yeah. on any one. <laughs> and it's already happening. It's just... It's happening slowly, like, like healthcare. Uh, surgeons are using VR to both train and sometimes uh, using a HoloLens during the surgery itself. Uh, patients are using VR to overcome pain. Um, uh, medical researchers and, and doctors are using VR with um, all sorts of mental illnesses or maladies. Um, to get people over PTSD or dementia or other situations, right? I just saw um, a, a woman was uh, reliving her grief of losing her daughter, and so she was being um, uh, going through psychotherapy of reliving 
talking with her daughter and working through some of the mental problems she'd had with grief. So there's all sorts of weird stuff happening, and we talked about transportation, and we could talk for hours, yeah. right? So you've been to the UAE before. Yeah. How have you seen it evolve since last? You were here four years ago? Yeah, something like that. I've been here. This is my fourth trip here. Um, the entrepreneurial community continues getting bigger and better supported. It's still, uh, you know, I listened to some of the panels this morning. Still not good it's enough. Not yes, yeah. But I'm looking at a Microsoft building, right, that didn't exist here four years ago, or if it did, it was brand new. Um, the Internet City was being built last time I was here, and now it's pretty nice. And there's a whole bunch of uh, programs happening here to help build entrepreneurial activity here and encourage people to come here to help um, uh, gestate the, the entrepreneurial community here because the government is, sees that you know oil is going away as a wealth generator and that they need to convert that wealth into intellectual property and build companies and build uh, things that improve the world. And there's a whole lot of uh, reasons to do that, right? And lastly, just because we're at the STEP conference, yeah. I just want to get your thoughts on what does a conference like this give back to our ecosystem? Well, it, I've watched other conferences grow from, like South by Southwest grew from, I was there when it was 50, 500 people and now it's 60,000 people and it launches it gives a platform to launch companies and ideas and argue out things, connect people together get people hired make long term friendships Right, all of these things happen because you have an event system that's uh, strong I mean I, a web summit started in Ireland and really helped a whole range of things happen in the world, right? And, now it's uh, helping Lisbon. Oh, yeah. And, and it's a worldwide thing. It's not just in Ireland. But even it comes back to, you know, it got me in Ireland to see what's happening in Ireland. So I have understanding of what's happening there. But it, it plays a huge role in uh, helping a region meet once in a while to connect with each other. And give a platform to launch new ideas and new 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 things. You know, it still is an important place to start uh, global conversations. I mean, all the presentations were videoed here, so I'm sure we'll see them up on YouTube. And this conversation will get out there. And yeah. you never know what what it sparks, right? You know, I've had people come up to me and go, "I started my company because I heard an interview you did 20 years ago," right? It, same kind of thing. It, it's a way to um, encourage people to take risks and uh, live differently. And there's a component of knowledge sharing as well. Like Absolutely. The fact that you are here giving that talk about spatial computing. Yeah. Maybe there were people in the I'm pretty sure there was a large amount of people in the audience who didn't understand the full potential. Well, it started great conversations afterwards. I hung out for two hours just talking with people yeah. about it. So it was great. Well, thank you, Robert. Thank for you. Doing this. Thanks. See you on Twitter. You can find more episodes from the 2020 STEP conference at streamsofprogress.com slash step 2020. We'd love to connect with you. So follow us on Facebook and Instagram or reach out via our website. 
If you can please take a few minutes to give us an honest rating on iTunes, this really makes a huge difference and improves our ability to reach more people in the UAE and beyond. We hope you enjoyed the show and look forward to seeing you next week on Streams of Progress. Hey, hey, hey.